We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the inaugural edition of the Packers Snackers Podcast. I oh wait no no that's not right. I apologize that is not right. Technically, this still is the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, we will be doing it's a Thanksgiving edition, so there'll be a lot of food takes today, guys. So bear with us. Um, but I'm Steve Perhatch, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher and Dusty Evely. The Dream Team's back together, guys. How are we doing? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. It's Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. This is going to be such a fun episode. I know we've been excited for this one for weeks when we found out that we had another very important episode. So I'm ready to get going, ready to argue. Let's go. Hmm, it's weird. It's it's almost like they give the Thursday edition all the really really good days to record. I don't. That's that's crazy. It's wild. Uh, I, I I it can't be just a coincidence, but maybe it is. But it's not. But also it's not. <laughs> it is. But also it is. <laughs> so I have not uh, talked to you guys since uh, we saw the massacre out in San Francisco. Let's let's just do some quick reactions. Packers got their asses handed to them. Sarah, what were your takeaways from the game? Um, takeaways is that I'm not going to remember it because I'm trying to forget. Um, I literally don't want to think about that game. I think it just – I think California is cursed. That's the best way I can say it. California this season for the Packers is cursed. 
I'm going to put it in my past. I don't want to think about it. I think it was just, I know they all said it. They were outcoached. They were outplayed. They were just outnumbered in every single aspect of the game. And I think it's about as simple as that. I don't think, you know, people need to freak out. There's so many people getting upset about everything. It was They dropped one game to what's also a really good team on the road. So, I mean, it sucked. It was terrible to watch. And it wasn't fun. But I don't think it's a huge cause for concern. I think they are in the right mindset to move on and to keep going. Yeah, it does. Yeah, mine's pretty much the same. It's, I mean, it, it, you know, some stuff happened early. It kind of snowballed on them. It felt like it got away from them early. You had the uh, the pass to Devontae Adams, that quick one, that uh, that then he had just the brutal bump of a man's shoulder with this chest. So violent. <laughs> just brutal. It almost, so it almost moved the other man's body. Like, it almost made the guy budge, and it didn't. But, I mean... Oh my gosh! Like, I, and kids were watching. It's a night game, but it's early enough. Kids were watching. I uh, so, you know that that sets them back. And then they've got the sack fumble, and they had you know they had kind of uh, it was a weird game in terms of penalties. I feel like the Niners got hit with some ticky tack stuff late, and the Packers got stuff hit with some ticky tack stuff early. And some of that stuff kind of set the Packers off schedule a little bit. They maybe weren't able to get into what they wanted to get into. And then the, the Niners defense is really really good, and the Packers missed on some things that they should have hit on like the execution wasn't there the coaching wasn't there it was just uh you know i, I don't often say burn the tape and i i obviously didn't because i wrote three articles this week uh and i still have <laughs> still have more i'm looking at because i don't think very highly of myself as a person but it's it was just one of those it was a weird game like they, they ran up against a really good team over on the west coast things snowballed early it got out of hand and they just couldn't get it back and it just it's it was a crappy game, like Sarah said. I don't think it's any way uh, indicative of this team as a whole. Uh, they're, <laughs> the way people were reacting, you would think uh, the Packers have won two games in the season. They're still eight and three. Yeah, maybe they lost out on likely a you know a chance at the one seed, which you know maybe they wouldn't have gotten anyway. But also, they're still pretty much assured of the playoffs and it's still a good squad regardless of what happened. So it's it it's a crappy game that they just they just, they just got to hand it to them and uh, and hopefully they'll learn from this and I think they will. Yeah, I mean, if you were on Packers Twitter, which, you know, a majority of the people listening to this are on uh, Packers Twitter and most of the, most of the time during the day, holy crap, dude, uh, it was the end of the world. Um, the Packers are never going to win another game ever. And I actually saw some more Trey Devontae Adams talk coming out of that. Yeah. So, my, I mean, my biggest takeaway, too, like you guys said, it's it was a bad game. It was just, it was not fun, but. Right now, I think the biggest thing I'm, I'm thinking, this is a good team. This is a, a very good team. They're not a great team. And in the NFL, there aren't a lot of great teams uh, currently. So a good team gets into the playoffs, gets hot at the right time. That's a team that can go to the Super Bowl. And this is this is definitely a team like that. So I'm not losing faith like it's – I'm, I'm not digging the fact that they got their asses handed them two week, two times in the last, like, three weeks. But, um, again, a good team that can that has the potential, if they do clean some things up, uh, if they do, you know, start to execute better, they're right where they need to be. So, overall, not taking too much away from the game. Um, as you said, Dusty, it's kind of one of those things, toss it in the trash, move on to the Giants. So, However, we do have some news and notes to go over. So, Dusty, let's let's talk a little bit because the Packers uh, with Brian Brian Bulaga, Iowa, uh, with him being injured now, <laughs> was that spot on? Like, I felt that was really good. It wasn't bad. I was wondering how long you worked on that in front of the mirror, but I know it was too long, so I'm not actually going to ask you. 
couple times in the car, but that's no big deal. Um, with him being injured in the game, uh, Alex Light came in and, uh, let's see, what was your assessment? Didn't play well? Yeah, I mean, it, it's some of it's hard to judge because he was going up against, you know, a good pass rush, and, and Nick Bosa's kind of a monster, you know, even at this stage in his career. So, but yeah, he, he got... He got lit up pretty bad. It wasn't so, it wasn't pretty. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's really like bad, right. but it was not a good game for him, no. Serviceable backup. For sure. sure. Yeah. Uh but the Packers claimed formerly retired Patriots offensive tackle Jared Valdir. Um so insurance policy for the Packers at tackle. What did you think of the move? I like it. I mean the tackle, that position as a whole, we we kinda thought uh before the season, I feel like if you went back and listened to some of that stuff, the thought was always, well, you've got Billy Turner at right guard, and if Bulaga gets injured or if Bulaga leaves after next year, the idea is to slide Turner over to right tackle. I don't really know if that's where Turner – Turner's been up and down, so I, I think the sliding to right tackle and just – he'll be fine. Uh, probably don't feel as great about that now as maybe we did before the season. I know I <laughs> certainly don't. So, uh, yeah, judging on what we just saw from Alex Light – uh, I anything that bolsters offensive line depth, uh, and we don't know. I think it was a, a MCL sprain on Bulaga, right? It was yeah. there was no tear, so yeah. I think Steve, you said we don't know when he's going to be back, but anything to kind of bolster that, um, I'm fine with. Uh, Paul Paul Brettel, that's at Paul underscore Brettel Brettel, B R E T L. Uh, and to the, he he had this. I'm just going to read this off. In 2018, Jared Valdir played 704 snaps, 437 which were pass blocking attempts, allowed just two sacks and 21 pressures. Now, he's retired. He's not played a snap this year. We're not going to see him in this game. If we do, it's probably not going to be great. But a guy like that that played that well just just a year ago, uh, yeah, I'm all for that signing. Okay, did you guys see the uh, the picture of of Valdir at all? Um, uh, like a recent one? I have not. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try to. F- oh wait, here it is. Um, dude looks freaking jacked. I'm going to send it to you right now so you can get your uh, your quick reaction to it. So go ahead and check your Twitter. But he looks just beefed, man. His arms oh, are as God. big as my whole body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. He's like nine of me. <laughs> like I. <laughs> That I like, might be an understatement, yeah. I like just I like measuring people by your own body mass, Sarah. <laughs> I like that that's how you're measuring people. He's not, like roughly nine and three quarters, uh, Sarah Kelleher's. It's <laughs> <laughs> an outstanding Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's. Obviously, we're talking about uh, Balaga being injured. Sarah, the injury report came out today. And we got a couple of new updates, things that uh, we hadn't seen. Guys that popped up today were Jimmy Graham did not participate with a calf. Obviously, Belaga was out. Um, and then Will Redmond also popped up with a foot and did not participate. So, uh, you know, went from being super healthy right before the 49ers game, you know, starting to get a little dinged up here. You know, what were your quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously never great, especially with Belaga, but – I didn't think there was anything that was too worrisome that I saw on there. I think with Graham, they're always extra, extra cautious with him, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. So I don't know how serious the cast thing is. Obviously, he did not participate at all, so we'll want to monitor that the next couple of days and see kind of what happens there. Um, and then with Redmond, same thing. Like, I always feel like he kind of pops up on there sometimes, but then he's like, oh, 
or he's in a conversation where they're like, oh, he might have tweaked something, but then he ends up playing. So I think they'll both be okay. I hope they will both be okay. And as far as blog, I'm just really happy and relieved that it wasn't anything serious, kind of like what you guys briefly said before. Um, so nothing that was too crazy. I mean, Devontae Adams is still on there. It's limited, but we all know that he's good to go and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd rather them be cautious and, you know, sit guys and, you know, not let them practice if they're worried about them or if they know that they have a little less um, gas in the tank than anyone else. But we'll see what happens. Um, nothing that I think is too crazy of a cause for concern. So let's move on game planning uh, for next for this coming week. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers have both come out and said that the Packers' offense needs to feed Aaron Jones. I mean, we've we've been talking about. I, I, I I'm so annoyed that we've been talking about this for like a year and a half. I don't understand why this concept is lost on everybody who coaches the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, honestly, in my head, as soon, after the after the loss and the fact that it came out that Aaron Jones has one target in November, like legit one passing target in November, the only thing that came to my mind was like of recording something that has uh, has music from like the the Rudy soundtrack, you know, all the uplifting music, and just one of us just talking like straight up to Matt Lafleur and being like, you know what? Like this is how you got to do it. This is how you got to give the ball to Aaron Jones. You throw it to him from the backfield. You take. You tell Devontae, you've been great. You're getting paid all this money, but right now we need to run everything straight up through Aaron Jones, and you'll get you'll be you'll be second tier for right now. Like all I can think of is how how this continues to happen. And guys, like I I legit cannot understand it. Dusty, can you drop a little knowledge on me? Like what? I know it's an obvious thing that Aaron Jones needs the ball, but do you have anything else? Well, for starters, I don't want to step on your thing, Steve. Uh, it looks like he, it's not a whole lot better. Um, four targets in November. He had three in the Chargers okay. game and then one this past week. Um, but, like, for not much of anything. Like, he hasn't – he's done nothing with them. It's only four targets in November. Um, Was which, it one reception? Uh, it is one reception. and one reception okay. in the Chargers game for negative one yards. Sweet. Negative one yard. So yeah, one reception, four targets, one reception. Um, yeah, I mean it's. It, I'm, I'm actually. So normally at this time I would have gone through all the passing stuff for the previous week. Uh, this week's been awful with work and sick kids and stuff. So I've not got a chance to go through all that. Um, I did look. It, it's insane to me. I mean, you're talking about the targets. Uh, Aaron Jones ran a per. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that will send me. Uh, he does charting stuff for each Packers game, which is just amazing. Uh, he ran five routes this past week, five routes. And I don't think I charted it. I was kind of looking and I think I was kind of routes differently. I charted like eight ish, I think, uh, but not a single one that I saw went past five yards. Most of them were short. Oh Whereas God. what we saw before was a whole mm. lot of, um, a whole lot of, you know, vertical kind of sending those guys down the field, go, going in the seam, spreading them out wide. We saw a whole lot of, uh, that, what they call the pony package, which is, uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. A lot of motion, you know, some jet sweep stuff, but a lot of motion and stuff guys out wide. Now something came out and I talked about it here. Um, I think after the Panthers game where we were talking about Aaron Jones and then how the Panthers were, were shifting him. They're doing like the shift. So instead of getting a linebacker on them, they're getting a defensive back yep. on them. And I kind of talked about what that helped do was kind of open up uh, the middle of the field. 
uh, get deep middle because the safety is shifting then as well. So it opens up these different areas just by doing that. So even if he's not getting targets, he can kind of open that up. The problem is that he's not really – they're not really doing a whole lot of motion with him. He lined up a ton in the backfield. They're not motioning him out too much. Uh, and, and so even like – even if he's not getting targeted – him being motioned out and taking a DB can create mismatches elsewhere. They're not really even doing that. So I, I don't know the thought process behind doing that. I do know that uh, I think Rogers has something about that today, about how DBs are covering him, which is absolutely true. The problem is that what they were doing so well, especially in the Panthers game, was working off of that by taking that and creating a mismatch, not necessarily on that, but elsewhere. And they're not really doing that. And, and I mean, this, and I can't, it's hard to remember a couple weeks back, but this past week, especially the lack of vertical routes from him, especially given uh, the wide receiver uh, core where it currently is in Green Bay is it's baffling to me why he's not being used uh, more in the passing game and why they spent so much And the Niners. I think were the best team in the league at defending running backs, but that doesn't mean you don't, try so why why they didn't try sending him on anything deeper than five yards um is crazy so i hope that's i've been saying that all along the floor has shown uh, an ability to um adapt to learn from past mistakes to do all of that he's shown that this season i hope um that that he's taking a look after this game and saying okay that's something like we should not have been doing that and so i i, I hope especially with rogers and Devonte both saying it as well um, that that we'll see more of that. And by the way, before before you cut me off, Steve, I said this, I said this earlier to you guys. <laughs> having a number one wide receiver who will actively advocate for someone else to get targets is great to me. I mean, I think some of the diva wide receiver stuff, some of that, like the age of that, maybe isn't isn't now where it was at its height. But you'd still have guys that'd be like, I'm the number one wide receiver. I want those touches. Having a guy like Devontae Adams, who's a legit number one wide receiver, and who will say this other guy needs more targets, we want the offense to run better, is amazing to me. I just, I love that man. I mean, I can't argue with you. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, fact. Like, it's the facts. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, before we move on, I do have to just call out a local um, radio station in Milwaukee, 105.7 FM, The Fam. I just, uh, The Fan, I just sent both of you guys a text uh, or a Twitter message from them Basically, it says, should the Packers eventually trade Devontae <laughs> Adams to get Rodgers to move the ball around more? And I, I, I listen to the show every once in a while, so I understand where it, where it came from. There was a caller that called in, and I think it was earlier in the week, and said they need to trade Devontae Adams because the offense flows better without him, and this way you'll get a couple of first-round picks, and you'll be able to build a couple other areas of need. And it just... No, like I don't care if you get a call like that. You don't put that out in the Twitter world when you're an actual radio station. Well, um, Peter Bukowski had a really good article. It went up um, yesterday, or the day before, over on Acme Packers Company about basically how the Packers offense is. I saw that. Yeah, I saw it was a really good article. It was like how how the Packers offense is not not putting up the numbers, not operating as efficiently as normal or as they have been when Devontae Adams is in as they do when he's out, but how that's also not the fault of Devontae Adams. Basically, yeah. like, they haven't figured out the best way to do this yet because they're still kind of, you know, finding their way through. But having a guy like De- – <laughs> suggesting that having a guy like Devontae Adams makes your team worse <laughs> is laughable. So the fact that, that they are operating slightly less efficiently – that's not Devontae Adams. That's that they haven't figured out a, uh, the best way to get everyone to play together yet. But uh, I have full faith that they will. But, yeah, that's – that radio station stuff. It makes sense once you they're just trying to get interaction. Like, I just assume most people on the radio and TV don't 
really believe the vast majority of things they're saying. It's just it's to get a reaction. At least I hope because that's really dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, let's it, it is. I would say you know I did radio for a while for a while with ESPN and one of the times I didn't have any content I decided to piss off people in the world and said that the Packers need new uniforms and holy god did it work which just so everyone knows Steve pitches this idea once every two weeks to us where he's like hey guys we don't have anything to talk about like Steve we're previewing the next week's game yeah but can we talk about the no Steve we cannot talk about the uniform so you're welcome at some point at some point we're gonna have to I'm gonna be sick that week probably Oh, no, no. I'm going to get you get to get on this. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Fair enough. I just turned my hat around so you know I'm serious. Yeah, I know. It's like an over-the-top when Stallone, uh, it's like a switch. You Thank know, God. Turns it oh, like just top-of-the-line <laughs> reference, Duffy. I love it. Oh, God, it was such a good movie. Such it, a good movie. When the fingers just, mm, boom. It's got that yep. big guy, the fear in his eyes. The fear mm-hmm. in his eyes when he understands mm-hmm. what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Sarah has no clue what is what we're talking about, but it's okay. no, she's no, she does not. Oh, we still have to work on our movie list for her. Oh crap! I didn't even think about that. We got like a week, okay. right? We yeah, we got time. Yeah, yeah. Time. graduation's less than two weeks away. So. Okay, so we have the rest of her life because <laughs> she's done with school, and apparently, you're never going back, right? I don't want to think about it right yeah. now. Like I, 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 I become <laughs> ill when I think about it. <laughs> Okay, well then let's uh, let's break down some Packers offense versus the New York Giants defense. Sarah, tell me what you're looking for in this game. Right. Well, I'm pretty optimistic after some of my research and what I found. So uh, the Giants are the 27th ranked defense in the NFL. So you know, not super great there. And on average, they allow about 117 rush yards a game and 260 pass yards. So again, not great. Not super great numbers. I'm ho- I think this is a really great opportunity for the Packers' offense to kind of find a sense of rhythm again. Playing against a team that you know doesn't have a great defense is a perfect opportunity to get Devontae Adams involved in the mix. Get you know some of the other wide receivers that Rodgers has had some trouble connecting with involved in the mix. And Peppers, one of their better safeties, is also out for the game. So I mean, so help me God, if the offense <laughs> cannot put themselves together <laughs> against that, um, and I really, I think, you know, this is a week that kind of, like you were saying, Dusty, with, like, the Raiders, it's, it could be similar to that. I mean, obviously, is Rodgers going to throw, have a perfect passer rating again? Probably not. But is it an opportunity for them to, you know, find a rhythm again and then kind of like you were saying too, Steve, and then start this level of, all right, we figured ourselves out. Now let's, you know, improve from good to great and let's get better and start peaking at the right time. So something that I'll be paying attention to is – the past game and what's going on with that. I know that's pretty much all I'm going to say because Dusty is going to go way more in depth <laughs> about that. So I'm just going to let him do that. But, you know, they give up a lot of pass yards. One of their best players is not going to be in the game. And I think that'll be a really great opportunity to get, you know, some receivers involved that we haven't seen so much in the mix that they were kind of there, you know, and they were doing stuff like Lazard and, you know, BS and other guys, but in the last couple of weeks, they've been a little quieter based on things that have happened and stuff like that, or not the last couple of weeks, but, you know, the couple of weeks before the bye and then now. Yeah. Um, so just trying to see what happens with those guys. And like I said, Dusty, you're going to go way more in depth, so I'll just let you <laughs> take it away with that. Uh, wait, wait, before he does, like let me let me get my mediocre take oh, in on what's okay. it, what the look of. And to take a a page from Michael Scott, I'm going to use the KISS method of keep it simple, stupid, because 
Dusty's going to dive deep, and I'm just going to – I'm looking at Aaron Jones. I want to see what they do. If if LaFleur realizes the, the air in his ways and says, oh, maybe we do need to get this guy more touches, that, that's all I'm looking for is, you know, the way the Giants use Saquon Barkley, that's the way that I want the Packers to use Aaron Jones. Um, and that's what I'm going to be focusing on. Uh, I think right tackle, obviously, is going to be another thing to kind of keep an eye on, see – if Valdir is up and ready to go, I don't really know, but I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be some some moving pieces for the offensive line this week, so I kind of want to watch that as well. But Dusty, take it away, my friend. Let's do it. All right. Um, so every week, I got to look at uh, DVOA rankings for offense, Packers offense versus the opposing defense. Uh, this week was pretty easy. Um, the Giants have a, a, a Packers rank very well in both the passing and the rushing, and the Giants are very bad in the passing and decent. I think eleventh or something in in rushing. So, uh, so I'm focused on the passing game. Focus on the passing game. So, Packers. 7th-ranked passing offense in the league per football outsiders DVOA. Giants, 27th-ranked passing defense. I got a couple different ways I'm going to go with this. We're going to look originally at wide receivers. So the Giants are 32nd at the league in in defending against uh, number one wide receivers, 11th against number twos, 31st against all other wide receivers. So that's, you know, three, four, if you want to go five. Packers don't really go five. Uh, They are 10th against tight end. Uh, and they are 26th against running back. So let's let's run that down a little bit because I know it's a lot of numbers. So they are really good or mediocre. They're they're decent against number two. So we're going to consider for the sake of this argument, we're saying MVS is the number two and 10th against tight end. So they're they're above average against both those. So you know Jimmy Graham, uh, Mercedes Lewis. If if Jimmy Graham plays, which uh, injury report seems like probably will. Who knows? So those two guys, we'll say MVS and Graham, kind of limited. But we'll say Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and some combination of Aaron Jones, Dana Vitale, Jamal Williams. The Giants are very, very bad against those. That's a good start. It's a good place to start. We've already got our number one, our number three wide receiver, and our running backs that should be able to find some room to maneuver. That's really, really good, especially, as Sarah said, when you're looking at uh, kind of trying to set a tempo. You can hit some short options off of that. So... What about the pressure? The Giants are 29th in the league at creating pressure, um, which so they, they they pressure a quarterback on 25.7% of the dropback. 29th. 29th. Um, I've got this in front of me because I just thought this was kind of fun. Um, the the top four Giants pass rushers uh, have 67 pressures. That's the top four. That's uh, Leonard Williams, Marcus Golden, Dexter Lawrence, and Lorenzo Carter. The Packers' top two, that's the Smith boys, have 68. So the top two Packers pass rushers have one more pressure than the top four Giants pass rushers combined. I like that. I like that number a lot. Okay, so we'll look at the coverage. So when we're looking at yards per pass, yards given up per pass by cornerback, the Giants' top two cornerbacks, such as Janoris Jenkins and DeAndre Baker, rank 99th and 146th out of all cornerbacks this year at yards per pass. Janoris Jenkins is allowing 7.7 yards per pass. DeAndre Baker is allowing 9.6 yards per pass, and it only gets worse from there. Lastly, it's not something I always look at. We're going to look at play action. Packers are not great in play action this year. They use about 25% of the time. They're 28th in the league at play action effectiveness. They average 6.9 yards, nice, when using play action, which is 0.2 yards better than their non-play action. So they're... they're <laughs> Stay classy, buddy. Did you like that? Thanks for unmuting for laughing. I, I, I was on mute, so you didn't hear my my initial laugh to it, but I appreciate that, Steve. Good job. <laughs> so they're, they're slightly better, 0.2 yards better when using play action when not using play action. The Giants... 32nd in the league 
against defending play action. They give up an average of 9.1 yards per play against play action, which is almost two yards more than they give up without play action. So let's let's run this all down. Let's bring this all together. So what do we have? We have a team that is bring back. Bring it home. We're going to bring, bring it, it all home. It's been, it's, it's, I've been talking for 10 minutes. I'm sweating. My mouth is dry. We're just we're bringing it home. Uh, what we have is a team that's bad at covering wide receivers and running backs, can't generate consistent pressure, and they're very bad against play action. Uh, the last time the Packers saw this mix, as Sarah mentioned, uh, almost profiles almost exactly was the Raiders in Week 7 when Rodgers put up that perfect QB rating. Now, probably not going to happen again. It's rare. That's hard to do. But if we're looking for a nice bounce-back game from Rodgers, which we are, this seems like a perfect candidate at the, just the right time. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect big, big things from the passing game this week. Whew. You, you okay? You, you, I mean, that was a long-winded response. I'm good. I had more I had to cut, if you can believe it. Oh. Do you want to lay – I mean, I, I know you have everybody on pins and needles, so feel free to lay it all out there. It's just it's, – I didn't even run everything. It's the deep middle of the field. Um, the Giants are really bad in the deep middle. They give up, uh, like, 56% completion, which is bad, for, like, slightly under 21 yards per uh, per attempt. And they don't go there often, but when the Packers go there, they are also quite good. Um, they average, well, not quite good, but 14.5 yards. And this and this actually kind of goes, if you want me to go down this line, Steve, you do. Um, of course. What we talked about with Aaron Jones, where if you shift him, even if a DB is on him and where that opens, some of the areas that can open is the deep middle. And so if you're looking at some of these deep shots, they've been taking to MVS, which they've not really hit on too many of them. Um, they, they did, a you know weeks ago, but they missed one this past week. Uh, a lot of those are post to the middle. So if you're moving Aaron Jones out and you're getting a DB on him, sometimes that you get the safety to shift. The Giants are bad in the deep middle, and then you might be able to see D, uh, MVS kind of running that deep post to an, to a deep middle where the Giants are bad. So if you're looking for, for an area, that's an area. Look for one or two shots there, I'd say. For the first time, Aaron Rodgers did not underthrow MVS. Yep. But if he would have continued on his season-long quest of underthrowing MVS, I think we probably could have got a pass interference call out of it. I and don't know, man. I don't like to bang I on think, those. No, I think it would have happened. You're wrong. Uh, which which you will most likely be wrong in the upcoming segment that we are just about to talk about, which is now Thanksgiving food. Um, before we even get in, so basically before we, we jump in, what I tasked the two of these uh, Jamocha shakes to do was come up with a top five Thanksgiving foods, uh, our power rankings, and then also a bottom three. So it's going to be very interesting. We went all the way tip top to the top and all the way at the bottom. So we have not talked about this. We don't know what our lists are, so this will be very fun. But before we even get into it, um, I found out that these two fools don't like stuffing. Like Thanksgiving and stuffing, like you get you you explain a little bit here. I I need some answers. It tastes bad, and you should feel bad if you like it. I don't know what there is to explain <clears throat> about it, Steve. Sarah. Yeah, I mean it's gross and evil. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, my mom bought a stuffing from Petty's, and it's guess it's like an Italian sausage-based stuffing, and she said it's good, and she's forcing me to try it, and I'm not happy about it. I almost feel like when you're like seven and your parents are trying to get you to try, like, seafood for the first time, and they're like, come on, try it. It's good. I promise. I feel like that's going to be me at 21 years old at Thanksgiving tomorrow. I just don't like stuffing. 
I try, I try stuffing, just to let you know, Steve, about, about once every five years. I give it another run just to see if something's changed, and it never has because it's gross and will always be gross. And I'm, no, I'm I mean, smart no. and will always be smart. I, no, don't get me wrong. I read that on Twitter, and I, you're very smart when it comes to Packers football. I will give you that. Uh, but my question for the two of you is, um, at what age did you guys be become radicalized by ISIS? Because this is the most un-American freaking take I've ever heard in my life. There's a lot of people agreeing with us. So No, no. Un-American, you guys are stupid. So. We, we had, uh, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll bring it up here. You know, Pack-A-Day has a Slack channel that <laughs> is usually fairly dormant. And yesterday, stuffing came up, and things blew up. There's a lot of people on there who, in this in this podcasting network, who I believe side with me and Sarah. I don't know if we take a poll. I don't know where it's going to come out, but I feel like there's way more support for us than you are trying to give us credit okay. for, Steve. Well, maybe this needs to be our, you know, second banana, top banana. We need another poll. Yay or nay on stuffing for Thanksgiving? You're going to create like 15 different accounts just to. Go. <laughs> I can I can see that you're already afraid that you know you're gonna you're gonna lose another bottle of bourbon or whatever it is that we would bet on this one. So it's, it's no like listen I don't need a I don't. No, second, you're wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Second, you can just admit you're wrong. The second banana thing, thing. The second banana thing, which by the way, love that that's become a thing now. Uh, it's <laughs> that was something that was like a phrase I thought was common. Stuffing is something that I know I believe in my heart, in my soul that stuffing is bad. And a poll isn't changing that. I'm just going to assume whatever percentage of people that don't think that are lunatics that should not be allowed to walk around in society. Like, Steve, you're out number two to one on this podcast right now, Steve. You're out number two to one, and yet it's, you're no, still like, banging the drum for this. It's 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 me versus, like, one and a half. I mean, Sarah's 21. Like like she said, she still had her parents are still forcing her to eat foods. Like, come so on, why? does that vote I'm really count? Human? That's what you're telling me. I'm happy. No, you have half a vote. Your parents just told you that you have to hey, eat Steve, a food, Steve, and you're like, uh, okay. Steve, it's 2019. Girls can vote now, too. So. Oh, really, Dusty? This is, what yeah. you're, this yeah. is the drum you're going to beat? Yeah, that's right, Steve. That's right. right. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, Sarah, Sarah taking the role of host now. I like it. All right. Well, okay. Where do you guys want to start? You want to start the good or the bad? I think the, the good. I think the good. Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's just do. We'll each go uh, five to one. So everybody, let's start. And Dusty, what is your number five Thanksgiving food? Ah, uh, green bean casserole. But it's got like the onions have to be super crispy, yes. or it's Agreed. disgusting. Agreed. Yeah. Full agree. Okay. okay. That was an honorable mention for me. So okay. Not bad. Uh, Sarah, what do you got at number five? Oh, well, I did, like, everything, like, sides, desserts, and... Yeah, of course. Okay, so I you want. apple pie. I love apple pie. Solid. It's a solid okay. choice. Okay. Uh, and I went with uh, very classic, but uh, the dinner rolls that go with the yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. Honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. Those are solid. I just couldn't fit them in. That's a good choice. It's got to be, you know, we one of the good ones. Agreed. We all just agreed. That's... Yeah. Um, the way, I, I feel like this is going to be fine, but the bottom three is going to get a little nasty. Yeah. 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 All right, number four, Dusty. Uh, I'm going to go cranberry jello, not cranberry sauce. Oh, no. Cranberry jello with like, some cho- like chopped up walnuts and stuff in there. Sweet Jesus, man. Yeah. 
You I don't do. like you don't like stuffing, and that's no no cranberries. It's with like chopped up walnuts. Like it's like I in better. What happened to your taste buds? It's like in Better Off Dead when the Jello climbs off the plate. It's like that, but like Ugh. less of a formation to it. Okay, the fact that you just compared what you like mm. to a food that moves <laughs> shows mm-hmm. you how wrong that is. Food like, that moves is really cool, Sarah. Yeah, and it's also gross. So yeah, now I, I yeah I, you know what you know what. Screw you guys. You, you, it's good. I like it. It's fine. All it's right. fine. Talk about your stuffing, Steve. It's not my turn yet, jackass. <laughs> Sarah, what's number four for you? I said corn on the cob, but I want it with, like, the butter and salt and pepper and seasoning and everything on it. Like, kind of, I don't want to say, like, a loaded corn on the cob, but basically that. Like, if people that eat corn on the cob plain, like, no. you got to, like, put everything on there. Mm-hmm. I've never never had corn on the cob at Thanksgiving, but I'm I'm a fan. It's always good. I went uh, number four. I went with green beans, not uh, not the casserole. I do enjoy the casserole, but just you know, good green beans, some butter, some green some bean salt casserole on. is an honorable mention, but just plain green beans are number yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. He's a traditionalist, Dusty. Yeah, he told he told me he wasn't earlier. That's the thing. Well, that's just because you were arguing because you were, you thought I would freak out because you didn't have turkey in your top five. I do have turkey in my top five. I wasn't gonna do it to make you mad, but it was what? No. All right. So you just lied to us before? Okay, that's cool. I want a reaction. I want a okay. Reaction. Fun <laughs> times. Good times. Good times. Dusty number three. Mashed potatoes, man. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Just buttered up and just gravied all over. You just you mash down the middle and just make a little boat out of it. Yeah. I, I, can't, I mean, can't no, argue. I can't argue. Nothing special about it, but they're amazing. Outstanding. Yeah. Should be higher, but besides that, that's cool. Uh, Sarah? All right. I said baked, the baked mac and cheese that has, like, the bread crumbles on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's number three on my list. Outstanding. So, uh, and I went with stuffing at number three, not the Gross. box, not Boo. the box. <laughs> the box, Sarah, the box stuffing is going to be his number two. <laughs> <laughs> not the box stuffing because that, that's, nobody wants that. That, like, that, at least I can get on board with you guys saying nobody wants it. Like every, every single year, my mom, we have the, the stuffing balls that are made from the one inside the turkey. Those go like crazy. Everybody eats those, and then you get the extra ones that are made, the stuffing balls from the box, and nobody wants that. Those are always the leftovers. Those always go home the with people. Stuffing uh, ball, m- mush and bread that you that you make into a snowball shape with you your take, hand, and then you eat them. You take the stuffing ball that was inside the turkey, and it's freaking delicious. Inside of the dead bird's body, you You're take still that eating out. a dead bird. Like, what's the out. difference? I'm not eating things that have lived in its body. I'm eating it, the, the bird itself. <laughs> Do you not understand? Like the bird that you are eating, I'm, you are eating the insides of the bird. I'm not actively the flesh stuffing, of the bird. I'm not actively stuffing something in there and then taking out later <sighs> and going, "Well, that was good." That's something. That's like psychopathic <laughs> behavior. How do you not see this? Oh Listen God. to yourself. Listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Sarah, you know, you know. Such an idiot. Such an idiot. Jesus. Okay, number two, fried turkey. Fried turkey, because I was living a lie for years, and we did baked turkey, which is whatever, fine. But fried turkey, brother, fried or smoked, they're interchangeable for me here. The skin of a fried turkey is bonkers good. Um, I can't, I can never go back. Can never go back. All right, my number two was what Dusty had for his number three: mashed potatoes and gravy. Has to have the gravy. Has to, like you said, put the spoon in the middle, 
make a little flake of gravy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my number two. Great minds think alike. Mashed potatoes and gravy, number two. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you can't go wrong with it. Um, let's just top it off. Number ones. What do we got, guys? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Oof. Yeah. If I could just eat a whole meal of pumpkin pie, I would, and then I would also have pumpkin pie for dessert. Do you go and have you ever had the uh, five pounder from Costco? No. Oh. Is that a five pound pumpkin pie? Yeah. That seems you, like a lot. You just said you could eat a whole. <laughs> you have a whole oh God, Can you just argue with I, me on I, purpose? I should say <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I've ever had like a, a store bought pumpkin pie I've enjoyed. It has to be homemade. They like the crust is never right. They never get the crust right. <laughs> All right, Sarah, go, go ahead. <laughs> I said turkey. Um, I can eat it anyway. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, obviously, I, I've had fried before, and it's good, but I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to eat that turkey if it was, like, just baked. Or, I just love Thanksgiving food. Sorry, Andy. Um, but that was my number one. Yeah, that was a hot garbage take from Andy who said all Thanksgiving food is bad. I'm pretty happy that he lost several followers just for that take alone. I mean, I think that was deserving. I think that was fair. My number one, um, I mean, if you listen to this podcast at all, I think you would, you'd be able to guess what it was. But I'm going with number one, red wine. It goes very, very well with the Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, it's pretty perfect. It's, uh, it pulls it all together and, uh, you know, can have, have quite a bit of it over the whole Thanksgiving day while eating and watching football. So that is a glorious, glorious uh, top five for me. You guys are Eh, mediocre at best. And uh, that'll wrap up the top five. But now, now to the fun stuff. The worst Thanksgiving foods. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I feel like that's right. why I did the exact same thing. <laughs> Been looking forward to this legitimately stuffing, all day. Stuffing, stuffing, Oh, all there right. we go, all can three. I say all three of mine? Like, can I just go from three to one? If, if that's I'll, what you need I think to that's do. the way to do it, yeah. All right, so these were my <laughs> bottom three. From three to one. Homemade stuffing, box stuffing, <laughs> whatever stuffing that Steve's eating. <laughs> my three, my bottom Oh, my God, it's going to be the exact same thing for Dusty. I can that's, already tell. Sarah, that's really good. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to run down mine. Um, uh, my number three is stuffing. My number two is your mother's stuffing, and my number one is your grandmother's stuffing. It's all garbage. All of them are garbage. This is not planned, for the record, to do the <laughs> My grandmother's dead, you jackass. Yeah, her stuffing recipe was probably awful, too. <laughs> my grandmother, oh. my grandmothers, both of them, lovely women, not good stuffing. Not good stuffing. God, this was my idea. How did I not see this coming? <laughs> you should have. What's your bottom three? <laughs> I don't know if I've heard Sarah laugh this hard in a while. I don't know that I have. I was just thinking of it. <laughs> so um, I actually did do this for real. So uh, I did do it for real. I, I was being 100% yeah. serious. I think this is going to pale in comparison to yours, but... Uh, with number three, I'm going to go with fruit fluff. So that's pretty much any Ooh, any, yeah, any yeah. type of jello that has fruit intermingled into it is just disgusting. 
why anybody would ever do that. I have no that's freaking stuff clue. That's like a, like a foam consistency. Um, I mean, there's variations of it. Like I, one of my aunt used to make a one that had like mandarin oranges in the green jello. And I just remember always like gagging when I would have, to, you know, as my parents would force me to eat something when I was there. Uh, I remember just not, not enjoying that at all. And so anytime I see any type of jello that has fruit or whatever inside of it, I was, Oh, no, thanks. Number two, I am going with sweet potato with marshmallow on top. Ooh. Hard pass. Just yeah. a hard pass. I don't Really? You don't like that? No. I don't with with I don't need a side of diabetes with my sweet potato. Also I think sweet potatoes are trash as well. So um, Steve, I tried to fit sweet potato in my bottom three, um, because I feel the same way, but there just wasn't room for it. <laughs> couldn't, really couldn't, couldn't, find a, couldn't find a space. What was what was I gonna move out? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, it's a really fair point. You know, you had a really good list. Uh, my number one bad Thanksgiving food, uh, which is a slap in the face to my wife because this is one of her favorite things, but the canned cranberry sauce. That just comes out like a can. Comes out from the can. It like makes that like noise when it comes out and you like slice it and you can see the ridges from the can in it. Oh, like, it is so gross. Like, I don't think cranberries are good in general, but and it, but you mash them up, you throw them in a, into like a gelatinous goo, and then you can slice it up, and that's on your dinner? No. No. I, like, seeing pictures of it actually makes me ill. Like, Ugh. not even just eating yeah. it, but seeing an actual picture, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, no, nah, I'm out. Mm-mm. A no from me. Outstanding. <laughs> well, at least we all agreed on that one bad food, because you guys had your, uh, your stupid, stupid lists. I think mine and Sarah's list were better than yours, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest here. Uh, Comedic-wise, yes, way better. I way like that we better. did the same thing but had our own takes on it. I think that was really good. That was, that was really solid, I think. Yeah, that was uh, – I'm, I'm kind of shocked that both of you lined that up and didn't have it – didn't talk about it before. <laughs> so well done to you guys. I'm, I'm actually thoroughly impressed. But we do uh, – so that, that – runs down the whole Thanksgiving list for everybody. Make sure you guys uh, tweet at us. We want to hear your top fives, bottom three lists for Thanksgiving, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, at Steve Koresh. You know us. We love we love the Twitter interaction, especially when it comes to food. Um, but I got so excited about the Thanksgiving food that we did not do score predictions for the game. Mm. Completely forgot about that. So, Dusty, you were gone last week. Uh, we all picked the Packers to win. Mm-hmm. So now you and I are sitting at eight and three. Sarah is sitting at seven and four. However, we did switch one thing. We, you and I, need, or whoever is in first and second, picked first. Yeah, yeah. I and then that, yeah. that allows Sarah, if she does want to, you know, to to have a little chance to make some ground up. So, that being said, are you ready with your pack? Your uh, prediction. Yeah, I think after all this stuff I was talking about the passing game, uh, I have a good feeling. Uh, I'm going Packers 38-20. Okay. That's actually impressive. I've got uh, 38-24. Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Impressive. All right. Sarah, are you gonna, is this when no, you start to make your move? I can't do it this week because it's the Giants. The yeah. Giants are just so bad. So I, I went 34-17 Green Bay. And whatever, I've I've ex- I've kind of starting to accept my <laughs> my fate here. <laughs> uh, and just so you know, there there will need to be a video. I know. 
Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a video. Okay. It, I almost a... want I almost want to start tanking this because I kind of feel bad for Sarah at this point because most most stuff Oreos, um, regardless of what the the fictional Friday podcast things are disgusting. So I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing with you, but I still I'm not gonna tank on purpose to eat one of those horrible cookies. I want to watch Sarah eat five of them. You just talk about side of diabetes. That's like multiple sides of diabetes. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm gonna, it's okay. Yeah, but it's not me eating them. She sounds so sad, Stu. I don't. I don't care. She sounds so sad. I like the the music from like the sad adopting yeah. puppy dog commercials is going to come on. Uh, some, some Sarah McLaughlin. Yep. <laughs> I can think her mother. Ever. How do you think her mother's going to feel, Steve? Her poor mother. Oh, she, she probably. Laugh. I think she'd probably laugh at her. I, told, I actually told my mom today because I'm home. I'm at my parents' house right now, and I was like, "Oh, I got to do." my podcast tonight and they're like oh how is that like what's what's going on with that and so great. i'm like oh well you know so i tell her about the oreos then i tell her how we talk a lot about food and packers and that we're like we're kind of like you guys i said the best way i can describe it is that they're like my two crazy uncles that are in like your extended family and when we get together just like all hell breaks loose so <laughs> that's how i explained to her and she was like oh okay yeah, like, okay. So that was kind of just the way that I went with That's <laughs> honestly nicer than I thought it was going to be, Steve. Uh, did, yeah, I mean, yeah. we didn't get called jackasses at all. I'm kind of shocked a little bit. So crazy uncle, I can get on board with that. I'll take it. I can get on board with that. Um, so we did We did want to talk a little bit about the Friday podcast because they were, they were definitely throwing some shade at us uh, last week. But, you know, when you're at the top of the pack a day podcast pyramid, mm. it's just, it's what happens. Like yeah. they just, they have to take shots and you realize that, I mean, they led the show off with us because they, you know, we were right on the top of their mind and just had to let them know, mm. we'll, we'll end the show with you guys because I mean, there needs to be some sort of response. So I mean, my response is Andrew, I at least know who you are now. <laughs> Um, I've, I've got it now. I mean, you, you understand what happened there, right? But Kyle, I, we listen to you, and um, if you ever if you ever need to join a real podcast and want to hop on Thursday, you are more than welcome because um, you know Andrew's got some 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 horrible Oreo takes. I mean, Dusty was even saying like yeah. he he said the original Oreo had two crumbly. Uh, dry, cookie. he called them dry, dry, dry cookies yeah. on the outside. That's the same cookie that's on the most stuff, dude. It's the same cookie. Like, I don't understand. Um, yeah, I mean, just an afterthought. But, Kyle, again, if you want to come join us and have a little bit of fun, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Andrew, yeah, take a bigger swing next time, bud. You guys got anything? I know they threw some shade at Sarah as well. I. Yeah. Uh, no, I've got nothing. That seems like no? a lot. That seems like a lot. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pile on. I'm not gonna pile on. You're not gonna pile on. That's cool. Just let me do it. That's fine. I appreciate that. That yeah, sounds no. about. That sounds very like stuffing stuffing esque for you two. You're your own man. Mm-hmm. You made your bed, Steve. That's all right. I feel very comfortable with my statements. All right. Final thoughts. Uh, apparently, both of you jackasses have some. So let's go, uh, Dusty. What do you got for me? 
So, like always, just just the stuff I've written this week. Um, so this is coming out Thursday. So yesterday on Wednesday, uh, over on Packer Report, I had my look at a couple pressure packages I really liked. Um, and one of the things I really really like that I'm kind of focusing on with what the what the the Packers have been doing very well this year has been kind of faking that blitz causing the offensive line to react as if they're coming, then backing off and generating pressure with, with fewer men. They had uh, generated pressure with the uh, three-man rush this past week by doing that. And what I really like that Petten has done, I've seen other teams do this. A lot of teams do this. If you back out a little too early, it signals to the offensive line that you're not coming, and then they can adjust uh, They can adjust what they're going to do. They can adjust protection. Uh, if you stay until that last minute, they have to assume you're coming. So Patton and the Packers very, very well this year have stayed in that look until the snap, uh, which which helps with that pressure look. And so I kind of focused on that. So that came out yesterday. Um, today, over on Cheesehead TV, like I said, I, it's been a – it's been a weird week, so I've not been able to follow my normal process, so I kind of had to pick an angle and go with it. My angle this week had been uh, just looking at the five sacks of Aaron Rodgers, kind of how those came about, maybe where those fell, um, kind of kind of who, who those fell on, looking at the context of it and all of that. So just looking at some of the passing concepts, but also how those sacks happened. Um, so that I think that was – I didn't really feel like doing it because that makes me sad, but I think it was an interesting look. Uh, so that's today. That's hitting Cheesehead. And then tomorrow, um, after you're in a food coma – uh, you know, the, or maybe just sitting on your computer doing online Black Friday shopping like a sane person and not waiting in line for crazy deals on things. Um, I took a look at kind of we talked about earlier the incomplete pass to MVS in the middle of the field, uh, and kind of it, it kind of goes back to an earlier point I was talking about a couple weeks ago and how the lack of speed at wide receiver is really hurting the Packers taking these shots and kind of how you can manipulate the defense. So those are the three pieces I've got uh, this week. Uh, it, you know, it not a good week for the Packers, um, but still an interesting look this week at a lot of stuff. So um, I had some fun writing it, even if I did not have fun watching it. Sarah? Right. My final thought was I was just going to say how thankful I am to do this every week with you guys in honor of Thanksgiving. Um, this is always, like, one of the highlights of my week because we just have so much fun doing it. And also thank you to everybody who – who listens? Sorry, um, that's Sarah's code that she's supposed to be going out to a bar in like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like legit. That's what it is. Yeah, all my friends are in town. But anyway, <laughs> ruined the moment. I, that's that was like the universe sign where I was like, oh, I'm saying something nice about Dusty and Steve, and they were like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, super thankful to get to do this with you guys, and also thank you to everybody who listens. We have you know, a handful of people every week that always will tweet at us and banter with us on Twitter. And like Steve was saying, we absolutely love that. And it's so much fun. So thank you to you guys. And I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving that's listening to this. And also on a more serious and logistics note, this weekend, I won't have a recap for the game because I will be finishing up finals and everything and getting all of that situated because I am less than 20 days from graduation which is super exciting. So the amazing and wonderful Maggie will be covering my recap this week. So if you do not follow her already, what are you doing? Because she's amazing mm-hmm. and follow her immediately, but definitely check in with her um, for that recap. She's going to kill it. I know she'll, she'll do an awesome job. So. Yeah. Also very underrated that every Packers game, she always tweets out, what are you drinking during the Packer game? And then it's always so much fun to see everything that everybody's drinking. And uh, I always enjoy that one. Uh, my final thought, obviously, today is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening. Hopefully, we 
we provide a little bit of fun before all the craziness and family and friends and all that uh, invades your life. So hopefully this brought uh, a little bit of fun. Uh, the only other thing I had was, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a page six article about Sam Darnold getting wasted and hooking up with a girl after a Jets big win. My only takeaway is basically they are ripping this guy for being a 22-year-old uh, who celebrated a good, like after the Jets win, he went out, celebrated with his coworkers, um apparently met a met a nice young lady that he liked and um didn't drink and drive so it just it, it kind of uh, like boggles my mind of just we're going to shame people for going out having fun uh and doing the right thing as opposed to a lot of people who will go out and uh and do the wrong thing and drink and drive um so shame on you page 6 you guys suck um i will close it with that because oh also if if we want to do a, end a, end on a little bit of a high horses, if you are enjoying a little bit of a cocktail tomorrow uh, on Thanksgiving, make sure you're driving safely. Um, that's always I believe Thanksgiving is always one of the biggest uh, days for drinking and driving and everything. So as always, be safe. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. As Sarah said, make sure you follow us all on Twitter uh, and get us again those Thanksgiving takes, your Packers takes at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher four at Steve Furhatch and at Pack a Day Podcast. Um, that will wrap it up for us. We will be back uh, hopefully following a Packers win in New York. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week and as always go stuff and go world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.